Let's go. Welcome to another episode of the Let's Go Hockey podcast. Today, we have the opportunity to sit down with Mr. Sam Lafferty of the Pittsburgh Penguins. Uh, this is Coach Pete Cammon of Elevated Hockey. With me, as always, Danny Heath of Project Hockey. This this interview was awesome because growing up as, a, as an American, uh, my goal was always to play Division One, and I know that was a big thing of my buddies. And and for him to have a different goal and a different mindset is a huge reason why he is where he is. And so I, I loved I loved that part of the conversation, just talking to him about what his goals were. And from a young kid, the idea, um, the advice, somebody told him something when he was young about his skating and that if he wanted to play in the NHL, he needed to skate better. And what he did uh, to make sure his skating was up to par was, I mean, it, it's obviously showing and it's showing up every day. So it was awesome. Uh, I'm excited for this one. What would you have coach? Yeah, for me, this was a really cool, uh, cool episode because Sam is, uh, I mean, obviously he's an NHL player right now. He's got a ton of potential. I think he's going to have a long career in the league. And um, so it's great to pick his brain and, and, and learn about his experiences. But for me, it's a really cool talk because, uh, you know, he and his his dad and I coach Montana State University college hockey team together. His dad's one of my best, uh, best buddies. So, you know, I've been following Sam's career for a while now um, from level to level. And so to really dig in with him about that is a pretty special thing. And, you know, overall, I mean, he's a really serious guy. I mean, he's a pro. He takes his, his hockey very, very seriously in his training and, and, and has his whole life really. Um, but, you know, he's such a good guy. And that's, I think, a huge takeaway for me talking with Sam. And, and a perfect example is this. I wish we would have jumped into this when we were talking, but maybe the next time we talk to Sam. But, um, you know, here's an example of how, what, what a great guy Sam is. So he's NHL player. He, he's on, you know, he's having a great time. I'm back here in Montana. I got one of my, my players, the captain of my ACHA team is struggling. He's in a little bit of a goal slump. This was last season. And, you know, Sam takes time out of his day to give him a call and talk to him about what it feels like and some give, you know, to go through a slump and, and bust that goal scoring slump and, and gives him some, some real world examples of what guys are giving him advice in, in the pro levels. And, you know, he talks our, our guy out, out of that slump and the next game, the guy comes out and he starts scoring and, and, and it's over. And so let's you know, go, let's go. Right. Like what a, what a great thing. Guy takes time out of his day to call, um, call a college kid and help him out. And I think that's just a really great example of like what a great guy Sam is. So, you know, with, with that, this is a personal, a personal thing for me that was like really cool to sit down with Sam and, and, and pick his brain. So with that, let's just jump into the episode and, uh, and let, let everybody hear what we talk through. What do you say? Absolutely. Let's go. This interview was brought to you by hockeywolf.com. Check out hockeywolf.com for all things hockey. They are a fantastic brick and mortar and online retailer. They've got everything you need from skates and sticks to shower slips and hoodies. And for all of you coaches and organizational leaders out there, don't forget to check out Hockey Wolf's team sales option on their website. Next time your team needs helmets or gloves, sticks, skates, jerseys, go to hockeywolf.com. Get everything that you need so that your guys and girls are ready to hit the ice. Go check them out. Go support Hockey Wolf because they support us. That's H-O-C-K-E-Y-W-O-L-F.com. Our guest today, originally from Hollidaysburg, Pennsylvania. He grew up playing for the Altoona Trackers and the Mid-State Mustangs in Pennsylvania. Also from there, went on to play prep school hockey at Deerfield Academy. While he was at Deerfield, ended up being a fourth-round draft pick of the Pittsburgh Penguins. 
after school, uh, passed on, on junior hockey, went right into college, played four years for Brown University, including his junior and senior year being captain and leading scorer for those seasons. Right after college, jumped into the pro hockey, playing in the AHL for Wilkes-Barre, and ultimately jumping into the Pittsburgh Penguins lineup and playing 50 games this past season in his rookie campaign. Mr. Sam Lafferty, the hometown hero of the Pittsburgh Penguins, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? Hey, Pete, doing well. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Thanks for coming on, man. We're psyched to talk to you. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for coming on. Um, I'm excited to give our listeners just another taste of, you know, NHL hockey player, someone who, who's kind of been through, through it. And uh, let's, let's start off with that. If you want to talk about your ho- hockey journey, I know Cameron talked about a little bit, just your stops along the way. But if you want to dive in and, and kind of tell us the, the gist of your hockey story from your vantage point. Uh, yeah. So basically it's, I'm from Pennsylvania. Like uh, Pete mentioned, it started when I was about five years old watching the Penguins and they were, they were pretty good. Then they went on a bit of a playoff run like 2000, 2001. And, uh, that really got me curious to look into it. And luckily for me at the same time, there was a ice rink being built in my hometown in in central Pennsylvania. So it just kind of one thing led to another. My mom took, uh, my brother and me to the rink and we started public skating and um, that was really, really the start of it just kind of took off from there. What age was that when you started skating? Cause I think it was a little bit later than some of the, the, the standard, you know, as soon as you can walk type of. Yeah. Situation. I was like, I was like six. Okay. So it was Dave. So I know, I know Sam's Sam's dad, Dave, he and I coach uh, together and they always tries to make it so he, he, he caught you up skating so fast when, uh, you know, came in late to the game and he taught you, but obviously that's not true. He's just, yeah. He's well, up. he was, <laughs> I will say Dave was my coach pretty much until I was like 18 years old. He taught me a lot of things, taught me how to shoot the puck. One thing he definitely didn't teach me how to do was skate. He, uh, <laughs> he always felt like that was what held him back as a player. So he made sure, uh, he found me a good skating coach at an early age that I worked with. And uh, she was awesome. I, I still stay in touch with her today. Very cool. So, so when you were, so you had, you had a skating coach. Um, so let's dive into that a little bit right out of the gate. So that's one of your, your strengths, I think, at, at, at every level uh, you've been at. Um, and even now in, in the pros, one of your, your strong, uh, strong points is your skating, right? Your speed. Um, so how, like, let's talk about how you developed that. Like when did that start coming into like a, a big piece of your game and, and how did you, get to that point where, where the speed and the, the strong skating was one of your, your major fallback uh, tools? Yeah, I think um, just from an early age, it was always kind of ingrained in me that if you want to play at higher and higher levels, you need to be able to skate really well. So I kind of always felt that way. And just from hearing uh, my stepdad, Dave, his story, and he always felt like his skating was one thing that held him back. So um, that was always a point of emphasis. And um yeah, I remember. I remember um, someone told me once, like, if, if you want to play in the NHL, you, you need to learn how to skate. So, um, since I was little, that was like that was probably the what I looked at as one of the most important things. And um, it it definitely didn't come naturally when I first started. Uh, I'm sure Dave will tell you the story. Uh, my brother and I were like the two absolute worst skaters on the ice. Like they had he had us pushing around the chairs and. Like we were so bad, he he almost gave up on us, but uh, <laughs> we we stuck with it, and um, yeah, it ended up being uh, definitely one of my strengths. And when I was younger, I was always like I was tiny. I was one of the smallest players, so I kind of 
kind of out of, out of necessity, I had to learn how to skate. That, yeah, that's, that's kind of interesting to me. The idea of like how important skating is. And we've had, we've had so many guys on here that are like, yeah, you just, I mean, NHL guys are like, yeah, this summer, I'm just going to work on my skating, work on my skating. Um, can you, can you just dive into that just a little bit more on the idea of like, so, so this summer and I'm kind of jumping ahead and so I'm sorry, camera, if I'm throwing you off, but I want to, I want to just talk about, uh, skating and, and the idea of how important it is because, because like you said, your stepdad, he wasn't the best skater. So he got you a skating coach. And so this, this summer, what will that kind of look like? And now that's, that's me assuming, let's talk about it. If it was like a normal, normal off season. Yeah. What you would yeah, do. That makes, that makes sense. So obviously, uh, I think, uh, the first thing is just, you want to get back to the fundamentals, uh, the basics. Um, for me, that's just, you know, making sure I'm in the right positions and, um, you know, a, a good chunk of the summer for me is just working on, on strength training to be able to take advantage of that on the ice. So a, a big, big point of emphasis with all the training I do is making sure it's in the right position, um, so that I can translate onto the ice. And from there it's, uh, I think for me, it's a lot of it just comes, uh, you know, I've done it so much now and we skate so much during the year that once I feel like my body's in a good spot and I, I can maintain position that I, I feel like I kind of just need to go on the ice, get a feel, feel for my edges and, and things like that. So Sam, you're talking about when you were, when you're younger and you're smaller, um, you know, I, I know a little bit about your, your story and your background and part for me that, that I'm interested in at least bringing up a, a little bit is that you're kind of, you know, growing up in, in, in Pennsylvania outside of the Pittsburgh area, you're kind of in a non-traditional area playing, essentially playing for the, the a double a level is kind of what I'm getting at. And so for um, a lot of players out there that are thinking that the double a level might not be a path for them because you know, it has to be triple a, or it has to be that junior hockey. I mean, you were a double a kid before you went to high school and then, and then made that jump right from high, from high school to college. So what I, what I, can you touch on kind of what that experience brought for you for making that jump from a double A level to like a prep school and then the prep school to the college and, and kind of coming from that background that's a little bit different than kind of your average NHL guy that's coming up? Yeah, for sure. I think uh, it's felt like every level that I've made the jump has been like a humongous jump, uh, like from double A to prep school and then from there to college, then pro hockey, and then from the American League to the NHL. It seems like each jump is just massive. but um, one thing I will say is when I was growing up, although I played double a, um, my stepdad, he coached the U18 midget team. So I was able to practice with them with older guys. So that definitely helped. And then in the summer and in the springtime, just going to different showcases and just getting a feel for re like really what the bar is, what's out there. So I kind of always had that in the back of my head. I knew that, you know, there's some, some really, really good players out there that I necessarily wouldn't see as much throughout the, the winter. It's, I mean, it's super interesting. Like the idea, cause I mean, most guys like myself, like you play a few years of junior hockey, then you go to your college. Um, and then, and then you make the jump to the AHL, played a couple years there. And then you, then you found yourself on an NHL roster and you're having success there. Was there a time when you got to the NHL where you're just like, Holy cow, I'm in the NHL. Like what was your first, national hockey league moment um that's a good question probably the first one was my first game at home it was against winnipeg just driving um driving to the game that night 
Um, I was with my buddy, uh, Johnny Marino, cause we were staying at the same hotel in, in Cranberry and we were just driving down and just, just seeing like the, the skyline going into, into Pittsburgh for that first game. That's when it kind of hit me. Like, you know, I'd never played in a, in a big city like that before. So I think that was, that was kind of like, wow, it's, you know, it's a little different now. Yeah. I mean, that's gotta, I've got to imagine that's a, a dream come true being able to play in front of the home crowd, growing up a Pittsburgh Penguins fan and, and getting to have that first taste, to, taste of the action in the show at the back at home. So, uh, what a special occasion for you and for the family and everybody that you're a part of, which might lead me to my next part about, um, you know, people, you, you mentioned Dave a little bit and you mentioned your skating coach, people that were kind of cheering you along and helping you along the way on your path. Um, but can you, can you dive into any, any of your coaches, whether that, whether it's Dave or your prep school or college or, or in the AHL or now, and, and maybe some takeaways that you've had from, from coaches in your development process? I feel like I've been lucky. I've had a lot of really, really good coaches. I think if, if I had to say, you know, Dave definitely had the biggest impact on me just as my stepdad and, and coaching me for so long. But, you know, I was lucky to have some other really good coaches in Pennsylvania. And then uh, my coach, Brendan Cray at, at Deerfield was uh was awesome and there there've been some some pretty good NHL guys to come through Deerfield as well so he uh I think he always kind of saw a lot of potential in me and he held me to a really high standard so that was uh that was really important I think for my development and same thing at Brown the, you know the coaches never let me off the hook they held me to a high standard and then felt like when I got to Wilkesbury everything kind of just got accelerated you're you're just focused on hockey it's it's pretty much all you have to do and it's your only job so I felt like you know the development just really really sped up once I got to there and there were some uh you know the coaches there were just just huge you know watching video with me and you know you, you have so much more time to focus on hockey and so I think that ended up being really good for me too yeah it's always nice when you get that freedom just to be like be a hockey player because um that's kind of all we focus on and I, I kind of want to circle back to something you said earlier you just talked about uh somebody when you're a young age like if you want to play in the NHL you have to learn how to skate when you were young and this is something I just want to like briefly touch on was your goal to play in the NHL or was it to play college hockey like what was your mindset as a young kid I think it was always like the dream was always I want to play like I want to play in the NHL I want to play for the Penguins since I was a little kid but uh, definitely there's goals along the way and right. uh, you know like I wanted to go to prep school like when I was in Pennsylvania that was the big goal and then once I get there it's like well I need to play D1 and then from there it's like I want to play pro hockey and I think uh, the dream was always like at, at the end of the tunnel and you know it's it's still you know further away like want to win the Stanley Cup but um, there's definitely steps along the way that, you know, we're kind of probably at the forefront at the time. For sure. I just think that's super interesting because I know like being an American hockey player myself growing up, all my buddies, like our goal was to play division one, where if you go north of the border, like Canadian hockey, they, their goal isn't to play major junior. Their goal isn't to play division one. Their goal is to play in the NHL. And so switching that mindset. And I think that's pretty cool from a young age where you're like, no, I want to play in the NHL. Like I have goals along the way and stepping stones along the way, but eventually I want to play, I want to play in the NHL. So I think, I think that's awesome. And I, I think more kids, hopefully if they're listening, like have that mindset that especially if you're an American kid, like there's more college hockey is awesome. It is, but 
why not, why not be able to play in the NHL? And you're able to do that. Um, and obviously people helped you out along the way. And so when you're at college, um, was there a time where your coaches would devote to like, Hey, we're going to work on skill development right now, or was it mainly just, you know, team stuff, systems, X, X and O's, or was there kind of a developmental progression that your coaches took you through when you're at college? Um, it seemed like, uh, they were, you know, they were on top of it. Um, like all the stuff USA hockey is doing, promoting skill development and stuff. It, it seemed like it kind of, uh, shifted more towards that type of stuff as a, like my junior and senior year. Um, like our, our one assistant coach, uh, Jason Guerrero would always, always, uh, hold, you know, usually optional skill sessions for the forwards and stuff like that, which, which a bunch of us would do probably like, I would say one day a week at least was devoted towards just skill development. That seems like the norm in college hockey, uh, just getting a day to do that, which is, which is pretty cool that they're moving that way just to get guys like yourself ready for that next level. And then when you're able to get to the HL and the NHL, what did that look like for skill development? Obviously your game load goes up. I mean, from what, 40 games in college hockey at the most to 82. And so, what does that look like now? Like, do you guys devote time to skill work or is it all like, Oh, we got, we got three games this week. So it's, you don't have much time for it. Um, no, I would say there's uh there's still quite a big emphasis on the skill work. Um, we, our skills coach, uh, Ty Hennis, um, is, uh, is really good with that. A lot of times what we'll do when we practice is, is Ty will run like the first 10 or 15 minutes and we'll do, like a small game or some skill development with him. And then we'll get into some more like drills that uh, coach Sullivan will run. So I, I feel like there's still, that's still a big point of emphasis for us now. And even when I was in Wilkes-Barre, uh, Ty, the guy in Pittsburgh would come down every, every week, or every other week for a day. And we would just have a, a skills day there. Yeah. So I think that's it. That like what you just nailed there, Sam is, is a big takeaway for a lot of the coaches and parents listening uh, that, you know, even at the highest level of the game, you guys are still working on that skill development. And it's not all about X's and O's and team strategy. I mean, obviously there's a, a, a balance there, you know, being able to, sh- whether, whether it's a youth player or high school or junior or wherever, I mean, what you're hitting on is that at every level that's that individual skill development is so important for setting a, a, a player up to jump to that next level. And it, it is part of a daily practice, not just flow drills and X's and O's special teams. So I yeah, that's important for people to to hear uh, incorporated into their game. Yeah, well, let's let's jump into um, as you're as you're going through those levels, Sam, and you got yourself to the point, you know, after being drafted, and you're preparing for the your first rookie camp. Walk us through kind of what you did in preparation of that uh, before you before you arrived for the rookie camp, and then kind of what that experience was for your first NHL rookie camp. So yeah, it was, it was pretty wild. Uh, I knew, uh, going into that draft, there was a pretty good chance. Uh, I'd say probably 50, 50 chance, uh, I was going to be drafted. And then, uh, to find out it was, it was by Pittsburgh just made the day that much more crazy and, and special. And, um, I didn't even go, it was in Philadelphia, but I was at home. So I was able to pretty much enjoy the whole day with family and friends. And, um, so that was great. And then it was, you know, a couple weeks later, that first, uh, development camp. And I had really had no idea what to expect. Like first kind of taste of pro hockey a little bit. And I was just told by the assistant GM at the time, Tom Fitzgerald, that there would be a, a conditioning, uh, a running 
a 300 yard shuttle test. So I think like every day for the next two weeks, all I did was, was like 300 yard shuttles and, <laughs> and like skated. So, um, but yeah, that was awesome. That was like the first taste of it. And there was like a, a scrimmage game at the end and, and the place was pretty packed for it. just like a free open to the public game. Yeah, it feels like a long time ago, but, but that was, uh, that was pretty special. That's, uh, that's crazy. I mean, hometown, that's a, that's a goal or that's a dream. Right. And so what do you say we kind of dive into now? Who, well, I want to know, um, and I was trying to look it up, but who was your first goal against the NHL? Do you know, remember what goal it was? <laughs> I do. Good question. <laughs> I remember. <What? laughs> was it an empty net? Yeah, it was an empty netter. <laughs> oh, I set you up. <laughs> All right. Well, how about the first right, snipe well, though? Uh, I don't know. Well, luckily I, I scored the next game against Winnipeg the next day. So guys, you know, some guys are giving me a hard time for the, the empty netter is the first one. Yeah. I luck, luckily enough scored that next game and our equipment guy kind of nudged me on the bench. He's like, all right, we'll, we'll count that as your first one. <laughs> That's awesome. Nice. And now was that was Hellebuck in that for that one then? No, no, it was, um, I'm blanking on his name. Uh, it was not Hellebuck. The other guy. That's awesome though. I think, uh, way to back that up, you know, you bury an empty netter, which is always good, which means you probably won that game. And then, um, and then you come back the next night to tuck one in against an NHL goaltender. So, you know, you've already, you've done more than a lot of people in this game. So I think that's pretty awesome. Um, We'll jump in now and just a big part of our podcast is just trying to give advice to youth hockey players and youth coaches and trying to leave the game better than we found it. And I know, um, I know you haven't had the opportunity yet to really jump into the coaching world. Uh, Obviously you're still playing the game, but if you had one piece of advice just for youth coaches out there, junior coaches, that something that you stuck out that, Hey, when this coach did this, it helped me, or I love when, you know, Sullivan does this or any type of advice that you have for our youth hockey coaches out there? Yeah. I'm just thinking, uh, from my perspective as a player, um, you know, I think one thing I see with youth hockey is sometimes, uh, you know, it gets a little bit out of, uh, out of control. You know, people sometimes lose perspective a little bit. So if I could, uh, just say one thing, um, you know, just make sure we're getting back to the roots of why we're playing, you know, it's supposed to be fun. Right. So, uh, maybe at times don't take it too seriously. And, uh, for me as a player, I, w- I always like when, you know, we do stuff like it's kind of like game situation. Um, for me, that's, that's fun. And, you know, it gets back to the roots of like, you're just out there playing hockey and not thinking too much or, you know, or, uh, or too serious. It's just, uh, you know, kind of back to the roots of, of why we're starting, uh, why we started in the first place. Yeah. I think that's, I mean, in USA hockey, at least, I mean, that's a big push about making sure that, you know, it's a game after all, and it's got to be fun. You got to enjoy it and you got to have passion for it. And, and I think there's some coaches out there that can take that fun away with and lose sight of that. You know, on the flip side, there's a lot of coaches that can really, um, you know, kind of fire those kids up and, and help get that passion burning for the game. So I think that's an important piece at all levels that you've got to love what you're doing and remember that, especially at those younger youth levels, it's, it's, it's not only about the winning and losing. It's about, uh, having fun and don't get me wrong. There's, there's a lot more fun to win than it is to lose, but um, you know, that's part of the game and part of the, the development for those, those kids. Well, Sam, let's flip this around then. What about some advice for young hockey players that are listening? 
um, at the youth level or, or high school or junior or even maybe college. But let's maybe talk first about youth hockey. Um, any advice that you would give to a young player um, that has aspirations to play at higher levels and, and make their way up the ladder to the NHL? I think um, my advice would just be, uh, like we were saying, you know, make sure you're, you're playing for the right reasons. You're having fun. Uh, you know, you're giving it your all. And then, um, I think just, just always be a good teammate would be, uh, would be something that's going to just going to help your team and, and help yourself at every level. I think, um, at, from what I've seen, the, the higher levels you go, the more and more important that becomes is, uh, you know, be someone every your guy, the guys can trust and, uh, they know you're, you're going to have their backs and, you know, just, just be a good teammate. No, I think that's, that's solid advice. I want to, that's always important. I mean, that's one of the biggest pieces of the puzzle that the player can take away from, from growing up in the game is, is being a valuable teammate, not only on their, in their ice hockey path, but just in life, right? Like outside, whether it's in the office or, or, uh, their family or whatever. And that's a big takeaway for the game. Um, there's another piece of advice that um, I want you to to talk through because I've I've heard you say this to little kids and I, or like secondhand Dave ex- explains some conversations you've had with some kids out here in Montana um, about the importance of grades and I say that because you went to a prestigious high school or prestigious high school and then you played Ivy League D one Ivy League hockey right so so talk about like the academic side of the game that was allowed doors to be opened for you to continue your path. Yeah, I think it's different for everyone. Like there's, there's definitely a lot of players in the NHL that um, it, may, it may have been a point of emphasis or maybe not, but for me, it definitely opened up a lot of doors first being able to go to prep school and, uh, and then college after that. And, uh, you know, without being able to go and play at those, those places, I probably wouldn't have, you know, had the same chance to play pro hockey. So yeah, I think it's really important. You want to, you know, you want to make yourself the, the most attractive uh, candidate possible. And if a school, especially like an academic school is looking at two players and they're, they're pretty even, then, you know, it could end up being the tipping point. So um, I think for that, and just, just overall for, for your development, I think it, it makes sense to, uh, you know, better yourself in, in the classroom as well. Yeah. I think that's an important piece that uh, at least younger kids, um, sometimes overlook and it and a lot of times you know not everybody's a 4.0 student but you know you never want to shut doors and close out opportunities because of the grades and I think that some some kids get in some hot water because they go oh I'm a hockey player I'm just this is the route I'm going to go and then they get there and they're at the door and they're like oh sorry you can't get into the school or I can't help you out because you don't have the grades so you know you look at the player holistically that's one of those off-ice things that that I think, you know, when I talk to, in my experience, when I talk to younger players, it's a lot of times it's overlooked. And I think that you're a great example of someone that went that academic route through with hockey right, right alongside and, and had success along the way. So I like here, I like, I like being able to throw that back to some of the kids that are, that are out there. So um, yeah, I would say too, this is just my opinion, but I think if, you know, if you can use all everything you're doing, um, whether it's school or, um, you know, studying film or, anything like that. It's uh, if you can use that to your advantage, it's, I think it's going to make you a better player on the ice at the end of the day. Totally. Yeah. I just, as you were saying that I was kind of rolling through guys that I played with that, you know, didn't set themselves up to have success after they had to stop playing and even trying to get into the college hockey role. And it, it does matter and it goes a long way, but 
now, now we're going to roll into something. This is the first time we've done this where we were able to get out some, some posts beforehand and grab some questions from some of our listeners on just what they, they want to ask Sam Lafferty and what they want to learn from you. So we're going to, we're going to roll through a few of these. You can't pass on any, but you, you can give shorter or longer answers. Um, let's start off with Logan Dioper training. That's who, at Logan Dioper training. He asked, um, if you could choose only one thing for each scenario, what are you going to be the best you can be? So would you rather, I'm guessing he means like, uh, so it's on ice, off ice in the weight room at home. So if you could do, if you could only do one thing this off season, like what are you going to, what are you going to do there for that? If you had to only pick one to get better for next hockey season. Uh, that's a, I think that's a tough one. This is a tough one. I don't know if he. Not sure um, where that question's coming what's, from. If he's like let's a, let's like switch a, it a little bit and just change it to what's the one thing? And you talked about skating a little bit, but what's the one thing you're going to focus on? The one thing that you do that you're like, this makes me better. Uh, so I think in especially in pro hockey, you're on the ice so much during the year, and there's so much travel and so many games. I think a, a really big point of emphasis during the off season is just getting your your body back to. Uh, you know, functioning the best it can and, and healthy and everything. So if I could pick one thing to set me up for success, I would just, uh, I would say my off-ice training. Yeah, that, I mean, that's huge. Um, and then he he also asked another question. Um, what have you learned in playing with Sidney Crosby? It's a good question. Um, there's, there's definitely a lot of things. Um, I think for me, uh, two things really stick out. Um, one is is just his consistency and his passion for the game every single day. Um, you know, he's it's just so impressive to watch in person. He he, the way he prepares and the way he he approaches and and plays every game. Um, you know, just just a, a true professional, and it's really a pleasure to watch. And I think just being around that, you get so much better. And uh, number two, just how good of a teammate he is. That that's really. Uh, that's really blown me away. He's, he's an unbelievable captain and, and an unbelievable guy. And, you know, he's, it, you know, it's, it's probably hard to believe, but he's an even better guy than he is a hockey player. That's yeah. cool That's so, that's so like important to like, he, so we asked you about a guy who's played in multiple all-star games, uh, holds records, uh, scores a ton of points. And the first thing you talk about is just like, he's a good teammate. He does things the right way he prepares. And so, I, I just think that's huge advice for any any hockey player listening. Like you, you can put up the most points you want, but what people remember you for and what people will talk to you about or talk about you is the idea of how you are as a teammate. So I appreciate you sharing that. Very cool. Let's uh, we got another another uh, listener submitted question from Coach Steve Twelve. Coach Steve asks, "What other sports did you play growing up besides ice hockey?" I played baseball when I was a kid up until. Uh, up until little league. And, uh, that, that was awesome. I love, I love baseball, but, um, my, uh, my other sport I loved was golf. So, uh, I really wanted to do that in the summers when I wasn't playing hockey. So that's why I stopped playing baseball and, uh, really, yeah, really, really focused on that. I would say I was probably just as serious about that because the seasons kind of go hand in hand. So that was the big one. Did you golf at all in college? Yes, I did. Oh really? You're on, you're on the Brown golf team as well. Huh? Yeah, yeah. I didn't realize that. Yeah, 
So just in the spring, so our hockey season would end and then I would, uh, I would play on the team that there'd only be like three tournaments in, in the spring, but yeah, that was awesome. That was, uh, that was really fun looking back, uh, that I got to do that. Look at you, two sport, multi-sport athlete, huh? Yeah. Our, our golf team, uh, great guys. And, uh, you know, I love the coach and everything. We weren't, we weren't the best. It wasn't like we were, uh, you know, Stanford or, or Alabama, but, uh, still, still really cool to, to be able to do that. Very cool. Yeah. We actually have an episode, uh, coming up down the, down the road. We're going to talk about a little bit about the importance of being a multi-sport athlete. And Danny and I had a, kind of a back and forth the other day about, you know, should a player go into hockey 12 months a year or not, it'll be coming up in a future episode. And what would you say? What, what would you say to that? Cause somebody said, Sam, should my kid be playing hockey year round? What would your answer to that be? I, I wouldn't say necessarily he should. I mean, if he's just got a burning desire and, and wants to play all the time, I, I don't think necessarily hold him back, but I definitely think it's good uh, for him or her to, to play as many different sports as you can as a kid. I think, uh, yeah, I, I think each one is just going to make you better at, at all the others. And, you know, you just, you learn so much from all the different ones and, and pick up so many things. And yeah, I would say don't definitely don't limit yourself if, if you can. This one is in a listener's, uh, this is in a listener question. This is just my question. Um, what are like two things that like either drills or skills that you have focused on in the last three years that you think got you closer and then into the NHL? Like were there like, cause I mean, I've heard stories of like the Sidney Crosby puts 10 pucks in the corner and shoots them all. Like, do you have anything like that? Or do you have any specific skills that you've been focusing on other than skating? Cause I know we've touched on that. Uh, yeah, good question. I would say, uh, like probably starting my senior year and then especially ramped up in pro hockey is, is studying video. That's been a, a big one. Uh, I definitely spent a lot of time and I even think, uh, during the summers that, that helps me kind of stay, you know, stay on top of it, like keep learning, like kind of stay involved in the game that way. Um, so I would say that is one and, uh, nothing's really jumping out for the second one, but yeah, I, I mean, video is huge. Right. And as you get, and well, with the way technology is nowadays, like any parent or guardian that's out there can film their kid for a shift. And now they have a whole, you know, thing to watch for them. And so I think, I think videos is super important and it's cool and interesting that you watch in the summer. I haven't heard too many guys do that. When you talk about that, like, will you watch old games or will you like have people film your practices? Uh, no, it's mostly just old games. Um, our, our video guy does a, a great job and he was in Wilkes-Barre last year and I was in Pittsburgh. He, uh, he sends me all my shifts after every game. So I, I pretty much just have them all, all saved and that's awesome. Uh, yeah. I can go back and yeah, usually sometimes I, I just like to go back and watch the good ones usually. Yeah. <laughs> Forget about the bad ones. Feel good about yourself. <laughs> exactly. Um, so somebody, somebody submitted this and if it's way off, Vin can uh, cut this out. But he said, the first time I ever stepped on the ice as a goalie was at stick and, and shoot at galactic ice. Uh, you were shooting pucks on me for a while. Obviously I was no match for you, but you helped me start my dream of playing ice hockey. If you ever get back to glass guy training, I'd love to be in the net even for a little bit to help you out. What are the chances of that? Take care. And I'm proud of you. That was from, uh, Lee Riesling. Okay. I don't know. 
Yeah, I think I ring a bell a little bit. Yeah, it definitely rings a bell. Uh, yeah, when the dust settles and uh, I make it back right. to the base, we'll uh, we'll get out there at stick time, make it happen. Go snipe some goals make and stick time. Love it. Yeah. Last last little question here before camera starts to kind of wrap things up. Uh, Mike, we'll just call him Mike K. I don't know how to say it. How would you say his last name? Can you see that? Kloniski. Um, Mike K. He asked, uh, what did it feel like? Hold on. I just lost it. I want to read it correctly. How did you feel when you got called up to the Pittsburgh Penguins for the first time? Do you remember where you were and like what that was like and who called you? Yeah, I was at the practice rink in Wilkes-Barre and um, it was actually our, uh, had just finished lunch and our head coach, uh, Mike Vellucci was, I think he had already left the rink for the day and he, I got a call from him and he told me and then right away called Dave, my mom, my dad, and luckily, uh, and thanks to the Penguins, they flew everybody in from Montana out to see the game. So that was awesome. Everyone was, was my close family was there for it. And then I was able to, it's like a four, four and a half hour drive from Wilkes-Barre across the state to Pittsburgh. So that, that whole drive, I was just, you know, making phone calls and letting, letting everyone know that, that I could think of, uh, made a call to. Yeah, that's really cool. I mean, I, I remember when that happened because I was sitting with, with uh, not with Dave at the moment, but shortly afterwards. And, and I know that, you know, that was uh, an exciting moment, not only for you, but for, you know, your family and then out here in Bozeman where, you know, where your mom and dad live now and uh, brother and sister, and there's a whole community of people that were pretty, pretty darn fired up for that, uh, that first game in Pittsburgh and, and ever since then too. So I can only imagine, you know, what you and your direct family were, were feeling with that level of excitement. So it's pretty awesome. Yeah. I'm excited for you, Sam, to get when this thing, when everything uh, settles down here and I'm excited to get on the ice with you out here in Bozeman one of these days and, shoot some pucks and, 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 uh, and hopefully get you out to one of our college practices at some point too. skate with those boys, show them, uh, show them what some, some, uh, some real speed looks like. Right. <laughs> I would love to. I, yeah, let's, let's make it happen. And, uh, yeah, let's, uh, hopefully get the, the new rink finished for you guys here. So you have, uh, you know, a good stadium, full, you know, state of the art facility. Absolutely. Yeah. What Sam's referencing is we have a two sheet facility here in Bozeman. One's, one sheet is finished. The other second sheet is playable, but it's not finished. And, uh, we're doing, uh, we're doing a lot of fundraising right now, trying to get that to the, uh, finishing point where, where then my college team and all the youth teams will, will be have a really nice, uh, 1800 seat capacity there. So hopefully we'll have, uh, Sam will move his training from Arizona in the summer out to, out to Bozeman at some point here. Just uh, <laughs> Sam's like, yeah, right. I don't know about that, but uh, cool. Well, with that, Sam, uh, I think we'll wrap things up. We'll let you get back to it. Uh, I really, truly appreciate you coming on and talking with us today. I think you had some great insights um, with your your path and your journey that I think people can take some insights away from. Um, Peter, any final thoughts before we, we sign off here? No, I, I, well, yeah, I guess I, I think, um, there's a ton of good stuff in here and just, just the idea. It's so interesting to me being a, an American born player. Uh, that's honestly what I've been thinking about. Just like your mindset is like, I, I want to play in the NHL. I want to get there. And I, I think if you can just continue to keep telling your story and, and helping kids out and, uh, like, I think it's going to be awesome. So we, we appreciate you coming on. Um, one thing we always ask our guests to do at the end of the podcast is just say, Hey, let's go. Do you, can you give us a let's go? 
Yeah. Can I uh, fire back at Teddy first? <laughs> yeah, you can cool. definitely fire back at Teddy. <laughs> yeah. What do you got for Teddy? What's uh what's the deal with the no uh no helmet for warm-ups? That's what I want to know. It's like he's a yeah. 10 year veteran or something. <laughs> I'll have to, I'll have to ask him that he did. Uh, so I'll have to, I have to ask you now what, what he told me to ask you. Uh, he just wanted, he wanted me to ask you about your platypus, your platypus feet and what's going on with those. You want to give any insight to that? Uh, yeah. So I guess my skates are a little bigger than his and, uh, yeah, he's just looking for a reason to try to slow me down. So <laughs> absolutely. He'll, uh, he'll love that one, but, uh, yeah, we appreciate it. You got a let's go for us. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Sam, thanks, buddy. I really appreciate it. We'll, uh, we'll be in touch. We'll talk soon. Best of luck in the off-season training, and uh, we will uh, talk to you again. Have a good one, Sam. All right. Thanks, Pete. Thanks, Danny. Appreciate it, guys. All right. Yep. Thanks, guys. Let's go. That was awesome. Huge thank you to Sam Lafferty of the Pittsburgh Penguins for joining us on the show today. I hope everybody enjoyed that. But Sam, seriously, thank you so much. We uh, we really appreciate you taking the time to uh, walk us through your path, your journey in hockey, and, and give some uh, some advice and tips for those uh, players, coaches, and parents out there listening. Um, but with that, Peter, let's let's go into our three stars of the night. What do you have for me? It. It was huge. Uh, appreciate you, Sam. I know how, well, I guess I don't know. I never played in the NHL, but it, how busy life can get. And, and for him to jump in and, and take the time was, was unbelievable. Uh, so we appreciate that. Um, my third star was originally going to be his mindset and how every player in um, every player in the United States need to start, need to start thinking like that. Like, Hey, I want to play in the NHL. That should be a goal. Um, and so I thought that was huge, but I want to, I'm going to switch it up a little bit. Uh, his third, third star I'm going to give when he talked about number 87 on the Pittsburgh Penguins and the idea, like this guy that's put up, I don't know, over 60 points his entire career when he's been healthy every season. If, I mean, if not more, he's obviously had a bunch more than 60, but he's put up all these points. He's one of a bunch of awards. And when we asked him what, what he's learned, um, from playing with him, he's like, he's a good guy. He's an unbelievable teammate. He prepares and he's, he was like, he felt honored just to be a part of that. And so if you think about that for a minute, if you can be the type of person that somebody talks about like that, like you're obviously doing something right. And so, yes, he's skilled like crazy number 87 is, but he's obviously doing things right away from the rink and with his teammates that it's only going to help him extend his career till hopefully he plays till he's 55 so we can keep watching him. And his second star of the night is just about when he talked about video and the idea that it's so important for development. And I never thought about it, but this guy is watching video all summer. He's pulling up his clips. He's seeing what he needs to work on. He's taking that into his practice. And that's huge. And when you have the resources to do that, it's great. But when you think about the world we live in, any iPhone can be pulled out for any hockey game or any practice and, and take a couple of shift length uh, videos and then you have something to watch and learn from. So definitely a big takeaway is be a good teammate, do things the right way and then watch video. And if you can't get video of yourself, watch the NHL, watch Sam Lafferty fly up and down the rink and how, how he takes pucks to the net and, and where he goes after he gets those pucks and watch those little things that he does because it's obviously working from him making that jump right from high school to 
Brown University to the AHL and then just a, a handful of games there. And now he's, he's playing the NHL. So three and two of the night. What do we got for first star of the night? First star of the night, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to dig a little deeper into Sam's past here. So a thing that I think is just really cool and, and really applicable to a lot of players out in, in, in this country or others too, is that, you know, Sam, Sam played double A hockey like his whole youth career, like single A and double A hockey, his whole youth career and had the opportunity to join some triple A teams and turned them down and stayed at the level um, that, that he was at because, you know, he, he took advantage of what he had uh, from a training aspect and from a playing aspect. And he, he took advantage of the tools that he had at his disposal. And he really mastered that level. Like, I mean, we didn't touch it on the t- podcast, but I also know that he won at least two, I think at least one or two, um, I think two national championships at the youth level. Um, so I think that's really important for players to, to keep in mind that, um, you know, you don't have to race to get to that, that one main program to, to be able to get the, the jump to the next level. Like if you're a good enough player, the scouts will find you, the coaches will find you there. The opportunities out there, if you're able to master the level you're at, the opportunity to jump to the next level is going to be there. And I think Sam Lafferty is a perfect example of that. The guy, his entire youth program is going up through the double A's until he, he makes that jump to the, to the, the prep school in the East coast at, at Deerfield. And, you know, to be honest with you, players out here that I've worked with for years, they look at, uh, you know, in Montana, it's kind of the non-traditional area it kind of maxes out at the double A level. And a lot of kids that I've coached over the years, they look up to Sam as, as like, he's the model, like he's, he's the model of success that these kids are trying to replicate. They're coming from an area that maybe isn't the hockey hotbed, um, but they're taking advantage of the opportunities they have and they want to move on to like that prep school college route, just like Sam did. So I think he's, he's a living proof that that can happen and you don't have to be from, you know, Minnesota or New York or Boston or Michigan, triple A program or something like that. Minnesota, let's go. Let's go. (laughs) But uh, yeah, so for me, that's, that's my first star of the night that, you know, take advantage of what you have at your disposal, master that level. And if you are on that path, like if the opportunities will come. And I think that's an important takeaway. So with that, Sam, I really appreciate you coming on. We, we all of us do here at the, at the podcast. Uh, it was a great conversation. Awesome having you. Um, Peter, any, any last thoughts before we close out here? He's the best. I mean, we, on numerous occasions in the interview, you're like, Hey, or the, the, the member submitted, uh, or the Instagram question that was submitted, uh, let's get some stick and puck at the galactic ice rink. Yeah, let's make it happen. Yeah, let's make it happen. And then you're like, yeah, let's get you out and scheme with the, yeah, let's make it happen. Let's make it happen. So he's, uh, he's doing things the right way. Um, you can, you can find that guy on Instagram. Um, he's super, super engaged there. So shoot him any questions like, like coach said, he's, he's always willing to help and things like that. But, um, yeah, if you liked what you heard, make sure you hit the like button, make sure you hit the subscribe button. Um, give us a five-star review. Uh, and if you have any questions for us, make sure you submit them to our Instagram at let's go hockey podcast, because, uh, like you heard in the interview today, we're going to ask those things and we're going to give you a shout out and we're going to appreciate you doing that. So ask those questions. Um, let us know who you want to see on the podcast. We're still reaching out to Yammer Yager. If you're listening to this, we need you on. I've sent you numerous inboxes. I'm waiting to hear back. Um, but uh, hopefully we get Yogs on here soon. Other than that, uh, I'm good to go. What do you, any, any last words, coach? I think that, I think that does it, man. We're, we're good, man. That was a good interview and I'm, I'm fired up to do the, to do the next. So, Let's get let go. Let's go, Danny. You, you get, get us fired up here to end it up. Let's go. Woo.
<laughs> hey, everybody. This is producer Vinny trying to match Danny's energy. Let's see if I can. Hold on. Let's go. I don't know. What do you think? Maybe not the same energy, but as a producer, I get to change my voice whenever I want to. Anyway, thank you so much to Sam Lafferty for coming on the podcast. Awesome interview with him. Can't thank him enough. And we also want to make sure we thank our sponsors, HockeyWolf.com. Thank you so much to HockeyWolf for supporting the show. Visit HockeyWolf.com and get yourself some gear for when the rinks open back up. Feels like it could be soon, so get yourself some gear from Hockey Wolf right now. And finally, Gel Stick Sports. Go visit gelsticks.com today. That's G-E-L-S-T-X.com. Gel Sticks are the best weighted training aids for hockey, lacrosse, and golf. They are two and a half times heavier than a standard stick or shaft. So when you want to maximize your next training session, make sure you get a Gel Sticks. And right now, if you visit their website, you can save 20% on your entire order when you use promo code Let's Go at checkout. That's L-E-T-S-G-O at checkout. You'll save 20% off anything you could possibly want in the store, and you'll have yourself the best weighted training aid in the game. Thank you so much to Gel Sticks. Thank you so much to Hockey Wolf. And thank you, listeners, for tuning in once again. We love that you're out there. We appreciate it. And we'll see you next time. <laughs>